Hi, everyone, and welcome to the third episode of the Scale the Good podcast. This is our first Alchemy Round segment, where we have split our seven alchemists for good growth into two separate podcast sessions. These two sessions are centered around an insightful conversation on one very important question. What does living a good life mean? We get so many questions as to what this means and stands for, and this conversation should answer or start a whole new train of thought on the matter. In this episode, we will be joined by Sesmini, a new member of our core team here at GLX, and Anushka, who serves as the director for GLX. Have a listen and let us know what you think. So to kick things off, Sesfany, <laughs> would you like to kind of go through what a good life means to you? You've joined us really recently, and I know Good Life X has been in business now for a few years, and you've seen us grow. But yeah, what does it mean really to you? Yay! <laughs> yeah, thank you, Emma. I'm super excited to be in conversation with my colleagues here. For me, good life is that decision-making process. It is the conscious mindfulness for me, at least. And this is not that I have been conscious and mindful for the entirety of my life. I am aware of what my weaknesses and strengths are, and I am willing to accept it. And I want to live a conscious, mindful life accepting and acknowledging and evolving so that is what good life means for me if I am doing or if I'm making a decision or if I am not doing anything consciously or mindfully I notice it and I try to move away from that along with like the decision making it is always the waves the blue sky pretty sky evenings Hmm. good people friendship all of it is good life, having that good and the bad in life and realizing it. Awesome, Saz. And I, I want to ask you, I know personally, you recently took some time off in between and you relocated. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how that plays into your ethos that you just went over? Yeah, that is a decision I would have never made a few years ago. I made that decision after I saw that I am so involved in the flow as in like I'm just going with the flow in my life and I'm not looking at the sky and taking a breather. Mm. So when I noticed that about myself, I was shaken to the core. I wasn't sure whether I'm doing the things I'm doing it for. What is it for? I didn't know what my vision was, what my purpose was. So I thought, okay, I need to take a break. I was having a difficult time with my health as well. So I made up my mind, made that decision to give myself a break. I made that decision to sort of uh, give freedom to think. That's how I made that decision to take a break. And when I was making the decision, before I made the decision, we, we went to um, Hirikatia for a 
new year getaway and uh, we were just thinking why don't we just go to Hirkati and stay for a week or a month and come back to Colombo and the moment we changed the physical surrounding of us it was surreal I didn't know until I you witness it I don't think you will feel it you will know that you took a big step in your life mm. so it's so hard to tell a person this is how it felt and you also make a different choice that you usually don't don't do and take that step and those decisions doesn't have to be relocating yourself it is just deciding to say that I am sick and I don't want to work those kind of decisions as well right so just taking a breather is what it was for me when I was uh, leaving Colombo and it's been a blessing yeah thank you so much for sharing I actually relate so much because I relocated recently as well. I came here to Sri Lanka. <laughs> and I think I found so much of the good life and the goodness in life coming to Sri Lanka. And that's kind of what I was searching for, honestly. Being in uni for four years, things are so hectic and chaotic and you're being pulled in so many different directions. You don't really have so much time to think and sit through your own thoughts, really. And so I, I knew that the culture here in Sri Lanka was much more mellow and relaxed. And, and even though people are stressed out, there's a lot going on in the island itself. I really felt like the people really um, did take the effort to take care of themselves, take vacations, take breaks. And I'm really glad to experience that. Anushka, you are one of the busiest people I've, I've seen in terms of all the things that you are involved in. I mean, it's absolutely brilliant, but how is it for you you know, balancing all of the different projects that you are a part of and taking the time for yourself as well. Hi, Emma and Tasmini. Great to be on this with you guys. And uh, you're absolutely right, Emma. Sometimes I do feel um, uh, overwhelmed. I'm actually busier now uh, that I'm in a more freelancing role. But um, I really feel good, good busy. And when I'm tired, I'm happy tired. I feel more engaged uh, with all the different things I'm doing. Um, and I think uh, I've, I, I think GLX, my involvement with GLX also came at an interesting time in my career because until last year, I had been working in full-time jobs for many years. And that most recent role, I was really excited about. I had set my sights on being there for quite a while. It was exciting at the start with how it was pitched to me. But as time progressed, as COVID came, you really see good workplaces, good initiatives going bad if you don't have the right leadership and if you don't have people with the right heart uh, leading those things. And uh, things got pretty, it went in a bit of a toxic direction and I decided to make a clean break from that and go off on my own. And then, you know, COVID also came and I'm sure many of us had all kinds of new realizations uh, with COVID. Uh, so it got me thinking about, you know, there were lots of ideas whirling around in my head about what matters more, what priorities I have, I would like to have, how I spend my time, who I spend it with, what I work on, who I work with, how I spend my money, how I spend my leisure. So I think a lot of these came at, at that time um, and I had the opportunity to also be part of GLX. So it fitted really nicely with this new reckoning, <laughs> really. So 
Yeah, I, I am definitely busier now with these multiple engagements than I was before when I had a single full-time role. But I feel much more enthusiastic about each of those things that I'm doing. I can always certainly balance my time better, but I don't feel bad overwhelmed or bad tired, if that makes any sense. Um, and I really liked what Sasmini talked about, you know, changing physical surroundings, because I guess that's the beauty of COVID as well, that the flexibility I have because of working remotely and the fact that I'm not in a typical nine to five organization, it has helped me work in different places from time to time. Um, and I've found myself being much more switched on when I do go away and work remotely or when I do go away, even on a weekday and come back, I end up working you know, through the weekend, producing much better work than I would have if I was just robotically sticking to um, sticking time. So I, I'm fortunate in that I can work that way, but definitely um, it, um, I really, what Saswini said really resonated with me around this changing physical surroundings. I love your photos from Yala, Anushka. <laughs> I think that's such a good breather too. And I love all the wildlife photos that you take. <laughs> Check them out <laughs> whenever you post them. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the city, I must say. I, uh, anything to get out of the city, wherever it is. And I've realized perhaps even because of that, when we're on the lockdown, you can't really travel far. I've discovered a lot of urban wildlife in and around Colombo. I mean, nature is everywhere. Wild spaces are everywhere. And it's really broken down my, my you know, understanding that, oh, you need to go to a wildlife national park to see, to be in nature. Yeah. Or you need to be in some faraway place. You, you, you don't. There are some great wild spaces right here around Colombo and in the Western province. And um, it, I think that also helped change my understanding of um, nature, development, how we bring in um, environment and conservation into into mainstream thinking. Um, so yeah, thanks Asmini. I Hopefully I'll get to post more of those pictures and uh, it's yeah, look nice to get away from time to time. Now we all look forward to it. I think in our group chat between us for sending photos and, and seeing all of that, it's, it's such a breath of fresh air because we are all here in Colombo, except for Sasmini's now in Harikatia, to see that. And I think that also really contributes to the good in life. I love what you said about kind of the urban wildlife that you've been dis discovering. I mean, I think we forget that Colombo once was a jungle before <laughs> all of these high rises and everything came. I've been having the same. It's been beautiful, you know, walking around my neighborhood and discovering all the Cabaragoyas and the lizards and everybody who comes around. I saw a porcupine the other day. I was so excited. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things that really um, you take for granted until you really experience. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Because uh, when I came back from Hirikati, I started to notice a lot of things in Karambu too. I did things that I did never notice like how green my surrounding the my parents place is yeah. <laughs> there's a jungle right next to it and I have never noticed how green it was how how good it is to breathe fresh air in Colombo sometimes mm. um it, it's it's wonderful like the the difference it makes once you realize a certain uh, 
um, aspects of your life is really good. Yeah. Good life. <laughs> you know, Colombo is quite magical in that we are the only Ramsar accredited wetland capital city. So the, under the Ramsar Convention around wetlands, there are many cities that have Ramsar status. Colombo is the only, uh, well, Colombo, Cote, etc. We, we are the only capital city to have this wetland status. So it's quite, quite remarkable. Um, and I think initially I started, you know, discovering the beauty of that and how um, you know, these these wetlands and this urban wildlife is here in the city. But the more you spend time in it, you also realize there's a lot of vulnerability around that because because the wetlands haven't been valued for very for 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 long, um, it's become you know dumping ground. You have communities uh, who are living on the edges there, and it's this kind of forgotten world. So we kind of almost need to flip that around and see that this wetland is a, is a resource and. Um, the people living in and around there are not marginal, you know, they are very integral to keeping this wetland healthy. Definitely, definitely. And I feel like even just talking to, you know, friends, family here in Colombo, people are starting to notice, you know, these as more parks pop up and these walking pads and people are getting more, getting outdoors more. And I think being inside with all of these lockdowns during the past two years now, basically, um, we've been really excited to go outside and be exposed to this great city that we're in and all that it encompasses. And I didn't know about that certification. That's really awesome. I'm so very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> who would have guessed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but Emma, I wanted to ask uh, you, um, what was the reaction that folks uh, from uh, from the U.S. when you moved here? You know, because mm -hmm. I feel that there's almost a romanticism with visiting Sri Lanka. Uh, you know, oh, it's it's a it's a good it's a good place. You know, you have folks who've uh, who who migrated many years ago coming back here to retire, mm -hmm. but very few young people coming here. So it, it is associated with romanticism around a good holiday. But in terms of a good life, uh, a good professional life, perhaps a good lifestyle as a young person may not be the first thing that folks think about. And also now you hear of folks continuing to to leave. Um, what, how did all of that come for you? I'm curious what the sure, reaction Sure, I mean, that's a brilliant question, and honestly. Um, to be very honest, I think I'm still in the honeymoon phase. <laughs> I think I still very am romanticizing my time here. Um, obviously, my surroundings, being able to travel. I'm such a beach person. I love going to the beach and spending time and discovering, you know, the South and even the East Coast as well. Um, and I think that part is very apparent. And I don't think and I hope that that will never change. I hope I will always romanticize traveling Sri Lanka in that way. Um, but I guess when it comes to work, I think I spent my four years in university with so much anxiety of, am I going to find a place that A, aligns with my values, my views, what I want for the environment, you know, changing the climate and everything that is going on at the moment. 
Um, but that also can, you know, can cater to my skill set um, and my, I guess, career path and growth that I was so unsure of. Um, and I think taking the big risk to come here to Sri Lanka, I think many people really only saw very traditional companies and roles in Sri Lanka. Um, I don't think a lot of people expected, um, I mean, especially we're here sitting at Hatch, Sesmini and I, um, there's so many startups, small companies that are coming out of here that are growing exponentially. So I think that ecosystem is something that people were not expecting. So first we part of that ecosystem is incredible. And I, I really love seeing all the growth that happens in Sri Lanka and hope continues to grow. And I, I know it will. But for me, being at Good Life X, um, it's the perfect marriage of that. Mm -hmm. uh, the marriage of all the conscious, sustainable mindset that we have um, with the innovation, the growth, the opportunities. I'm, I feel so incredibly lucky. Um, I think even for my, many of my friends that are in the US and, and Europe or wherever, and they're in very traditional kind of entry-level roles, you know, be it investment banking or consulting or whatever, they're looking at not just my life traveling and everything, but what I post about the work that we're doing. And they're like, I mean, it's amazing. You couldn't even get that in the States if I had stayed. I, I, I don't think so. Um, so I feel incredibly lucky um, and blessed to have stumbled upon Good Life X. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, you you mentioned about finding these kind of new entrepreneurs. You know, I, I come from a a very traditional, um, you know, either co corporate sector or you know, even the world of economics here is quite quite traditional. And my exposure to these new entrepreneurs were only from a startup space, so you know, the kind of world that Saswini. Uh, was also in but it was more from a very narrow much narrower than the view probably Saswini had mine was very narrow because uh, my role before involved you know government supporting this new startup ecosystem and innovation ecosystem but what I've noticed increasingly through the work with Good Life X is that some there's some amazing bright spots even in what people would imagine is the tradition quote-unquote traditional sector so traditional SMEs um, they're not, you know, these cool kid startups, but they're doing amazing things. They're innovating new products, um, finding new markets, you know, adopting new business models, regenerative business models. So I think that was a big revelation because there are folks in Sri Lanka right now I come across who are quite frustrated with, you know, nothing is moving. The macro weaknesses are so uh, are looming overhead. Where do we find the bright spots? Um, and they assume that it is only in the startup world. But right. I have really come to discover that you have these bright spots in, they're, they're more hidden. They're not kind of flashy on the front pages of the startup ecosystem, but uh, they are really doing really cool things. And over the next five years, I think there'll be a lot more hope and optimism in that space where perhaps even folks like us who are from the more traditional um economics, finance, business world would really start seeing these businesses as where the action is going to be. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if Sasmini, Emma, you guys had any thoughts I, on 
Yeah, I remember Anushka. I remember uh, watching your conversation with the SMEs from GLX Garage. I think um, during the demo day for the garage, um, you had a conversation. Yes, that's right. right? Yeah, yes, yes, I love yes. That. I remember that, and I remember how enthusiastic you were <laughs> uh, that SMEs from Sri Lanka is going global, and that was. That actually gave me hope when I uh, saw you talking, because um, if you might not remember, but uh, I have learned from you uh, during my course at BCIS. So um, <laughs> yeah, so you taught us international relations in BCIS once, um, and I still remember to date you were the only lecturer I really was looking forward to listen to. <laughs> Uh, even back then you had like a very different uh, perspective to um, what we have been taught and uh, I, I really liked it and uh, it was my first time in like uh, learning something outside of school and I'm so I, 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 I was so glad that I got to listen to you because um, from then to now itself I don't think even though you were in the traditional sector you were ever traditional um, your open uh, perspective actually um, came, uh, gave birth to a lot of things. And I think that's why uh, you are uh, here as well. What uh, I'm trying to say is like um, economics might be traditional, but a um, lot of folks just like you and so many others who are involved in, including in banking sector that I'm seeing that everyone is evolving so fast and they want to do different things. And, and, and I think like, because of COVID also a lot of doors open for banks to actually consider startups mm, and uh, yeah. FinTech as um, like a revolutionizing, uh, because with all the regulations that is in, imposed on uh, these traditional sectors, it's so hard to um, work around it. Yeah. But I think I think like a lot of people are changing their mindset perspective because COVID unlocked a part of the brain that was clouded with um, rat race. I don't I haven't seen people using rat race much these days because everyone is focused on like trying to find new ways, trying to find like a way to pivot their business so that they can maximize profits but at the same time, they can uh, deliver impact as well as like be conscious about the environment, at least in the, like, in the line of work we do. Um, what I'm saying is like um, the, all the traditional sectors are revolutionizing their uh, work as well. And, and I'm loving what I'm seeing. So it, it, I don't think it's just like, one days of work but it's been there for years and everyone is kind of realizing okay this is how it works and how it has been and Anushka I love like uh, I loved learning from you back then and I still love listening to you right now <laughs> so <laughs> and, and I'm, I learned so much from the work that, that um, folks like you uh, are, are doing in the startup ecosystem because I feel that particularly in economics, we have been quite insular, quite narrow, narrow focused. Um, and we don't spend enough time talking to folks in other disciplines. And that has been a real revelation for me over the last couple of years about how, um, 
our own discipline needs to be a lot more open. And even in the world of uh, finance and capital, we need to be a lot more open because um, it had been a bit of a siloed uh, thinking. Um, so I, I'm really grateful to have come across lots of people, whether it's through, uh, through the startup ecosystem or through specifically through Good Life X and others to meet these folks who are bringing really transformative change and it, it really makes you see the writing on the wall and um, there is a value in folks like us I guess being able to bridge understanding between the more traditional sectors and the new uh, startup world the new digital transformations happening because uh, there is a sense of uh, in, in, in Sinhalese this phrase called Asai Bai which means I, I like it but I'm a little bit unsure of it yeah. <laughs> so I think we have a role to play in kind of busting that a bit and bringing those two worlds together oh yeah it is about even life right um so asai by uh, the the that um, actually like when I was talking to a lot of folks about how I'm moving from Colombo to Hirikatia I mean like everyone knows that they can do it. And most of the um, uh, like uh, people um, I have been working with are startup founders um, and like their spouses who like, again, like they are also startup founders, they work from home and they have um, never thought about it in like consciously. Mm. So when I spoke about it, they're like, we can do that too. And, <laughs> and I have met a lot of people down south and most of them I have never, like um, some of them, I have never met them in real life in Colombo, but I met all of them in Colombo uh, while I was down south. So yeah, it's like um, they also made that conscious decision to um, change. And uh, I think uh, advocating to uh, change and talking about these really small decisions that we make um, is also helping a lot of people. And I think it can create ripple effect. And, and I love it. And Good Life X is doing that. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree with you. And I, I think I, I love when people ask me that question of why Good Life X is our name. You know, um, and I think there's like an attraction um, effect that's happening there. Um, you, people are wondering, you know, what, like I had said earlier, like, what is a good life? What does that mean? How does that, what does that have to do with business as well? Um, and as you talked about coming from these traditional sectors and everything, um, but really with when, whatever sector that we're in, we can make it better. We can make it more good. Um, we can make it work for the people, all of the stakeholders involved, not just um, for profit and for our own personal reputation and gain. Mm. Um, there's so many other factors at play um, and so much interconnectivity. Um, and I, I'm, I'm glad, I, I think, considering our team and the backgrounds that we all come from, we are really attracting so many different types of people to look at what they do differently like you had just mentioned, Sasmi. Yeah, we are attracting a lot of um, other sectors into um, what we are doing as well, because all of us are multidisciplinary, uh, the entire team is. So it, it's, it's really, um, it's magical actually to see <laughs> all of that. 
and uh, for others to see what the, what we are doing and take something out of it too. Given all that we just talked about, it was such a nice conversation. Um, we are nearing, we are three weeks out, I want to say, to 2022. Um, feels like it was just March 2020 when we news broke that we are going into lockdown for COVID. Um, but now we are going to 2022. Um, for both of you, for all three of us, we've made pretty major shifts in the past year and a half, two years. Um, what is something that you want to maybe continue into the next year or you want to change? Just really looking forward into your future. Anushka, I'll start with you there. Ooh, okay. Um, I think I want to continue, uh, definitely no doubt about it, this per balance um, that I'm beginning to strike, um, the, you know, working on more purposeful uh, initiatives or having purpose at the heart of things that I take on, uh, being, again, you know, continuing to be more conscious about how I spend my time, uh, what I work on, who I work with, how I spend my, my money. Um, so I think that's something definitely that I'll continue. In terms of what I'd like to change, I think it'll be changing my time, my poor time management sometimes. I know it sounds really practical and not very profound, <laughs> but I feel that if I do unlock that piece a, a bit better, I'd be able to balance, achieve that balance a bit more. Um, so I think 2021 was a year of all these new, uh, new work, new initiatives, new opportunities coming. Uh, so it was, it, I was enjoying, you know, absorbing that really f discovering how I want, how I want to stretch my imagination and stretch the work that I do. 2022 might be a year where I begin to consolidate those a little bit and kind of set them in more organized buckets so that I can have more impact in each of those. Um, yeah, uh, I wish I had something far more profound <laughs> to say, but it really has to be a little more practical. Otherwise, I <laughs> won't be able to build from uh, from what I experienced this year. I think that was profound. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Time management is one of those things, right? You start off the year with, you know, all these. I, I have a friend who actually had far more, uh, much more practical uh you know, start of the year goals. Um, I will have better posture this year. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's actually really good. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> because that's something I have always thought about. And I'm like, at least um, consciously make that decision, Sasmini, to <laughs> have a better posture for at least five minutes a day. Things like that. I I, I really want to be a bit more conscious mm. about uh, and being conscious is not about like uh, for me it's not about not being anal about all the things that I do it is actually like uh, when I think about something when I do something I want to um, not control it but consciously do it because I have a very bad um, anger management uh, <laughs> so I want to um, stop reacting um, and uh, and I, I do that I, I have stopped reacting as in like reacting as in um, 
especially with my dogs. Uh, it's so hard <laughs> not to react to them uh, because they bite all I'm the sure time. I'm sure Anushka can yeah. relate as well. <laughs> they bite oh, yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, and they bite as in like playful bites. Mm. And this is like a very hyperactive um, golden retriever. And um, I want to sort of stop reacting to those kind of things mm. uh, uh, because uh, most of the times uh, that happens automatically. And I only noticed it recently. So I want to um, uh, consciously make certain decisions about what I react and what I don't react. Uh, and uh, actually, um, stop reacting, period. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> um uh, that is like uh, for me personally and uh, the main thing that i want to continue doing and that what i have been doing for the past few months is um uh, balance it out uh, as in like not balancing it's um having that personal and professional life based on what i believe in so uh, I, I don't, I'm also still thinking about like uh, whether professional and personal life has to be two separate things. It, mm. it merges at one point, but right. um, I'm trying to find the balance in my life, in my um, personality, uh, along with my health. How should I balance all of this out? So uh, that is way too broad but um i have three more weeks to think about it so, exactly yeah. exactly take um, your time <laughs> yeah that balancing part is is really interesting i talk about that with Rundla because i feel like when i first came on to G glx and when we talk about you know work-life balance something you know so many people are really striving for she would always get mad at me like there's no balance you just do like it'll kind of morph into one the more you consciously go about your work, your personal life, everything that kind of comes in between, they slowly start to merge together because it's really, you know, your mindset and, and how you approach whatever issue it may be, whether it's work or personal or um, again, anything in between. And I feel like for me, I, I want to strive for that as well, you know, be able to not just balance, but incorporate all the things that I love about work and all the things that I love about, you know, outside of work, <laughs> uh, but not really segment them like that, um, but just kind of live and, and be in the present as well. Being the present is so important. I was just <laughs> thinking about it in the morning. Yeah, that, that is something I'm so grateful this year, being present. Yeah, awesome. We've covered so much. I mean, time flew by. Um, yeah, it was a great conversation. Um, it's nice to, it's nice to hear from ourselves really about, you know, connecting with each other to see where we are at and what our plans are, because it also gets uh, each of us thinking about how that stacks up against what we want to achieve. And since we are working closely together, it's always nice to know what, um, colleagues are, where their head is at, because, um, it's important to, I think, function as an effective team when you know what do these other people care about um, yeah. and what do they want to achieve out of it. And I, I love the fact that we all care about the same thing, that good living a good life. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I think for everyone in our community and anyone who's listening 
into our podcast here um, just to see that the people behind Good Life X really, really value our name and what it means to each and every one of us. Um, and again, what Anusha said, how it how it plays within our team as well, knowing each other's um, kind of values and outlooks and, and plans is really important. Um, and I hope and I know that this will translate into our work as well. <laughs>